Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Lowry Sweeney. Support Switchcraft and my other content at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Also by Audible. Get two free books when you sign up at runjumpstomp.com slash audible. Duke 350 reviewed the show. Uh, They said this is a great, relatively new podcast. I love the Nintendo sound effects between segments. I also love how quickly new episodes come out. They keep me entertained during my work week and are very informative. Keep up the great work. I hope to see you become more and more successful. Well, thank you very much, Duke 350. I I appreciate the feedback. Uh, I try and, and make sure that the episodes hit three times a week. And a lot of people have said that that's one of the things that they love most about the show. So I'm going to keep at that. So thank you very much. I'm actually going to be reading more than one review today. Addict Arts changed their review. They had previously given an average review, and now they've come back and changed their review to five stars, which I really appreciate. Uh, They said, my apologies for the average review earlier. Thank you for reading it and being honest with listeners. What makes this podcast special is how quick and reliable the shows are. The podcast is the first responder of Nintendo news. Most are not as fast to the scene and reporting. I really appreciate the fact that even though you had given it a, 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 an average review in your words, uh, that you kept listening and you, you waited for me to respond to your feedback. And I feel like if I didn't, if I only read the good reviews, that would be disingenuous. So that's why I read your review, and I very much appreciate the fact that you've you've changed your mind about the show. Um, if there's anything else that I can do to make the show better, anybody who's listening, let me know. I appreciate it, and thank you very much to Addict Arts for changing the review and helping us get m- more towards that five star review average again. Uh, Firestorm fifty six seventy two tweeted at me in response to. I think it might have been last episode or maybe a couple episodes ago. Uh, I asked, which Mario Party would you guys like to see on the Nintendo 64 Mini? And they said, just wanted to tell you that the best Mario Party for Nintendo 64, and basically ever, is definitely Mario Party 3. That's awesome. I only ever played the ones on GameCube and forward. Um, So... Hopefully, that's one of the games that we'll get on there. I hope they don't go with Mario Party 1, because I've heard that that one's just kind of meh. Um, But thank you very much for tweeting at me, Firestorm. Uh, There's other stuff um, that I've gotten from Twitter that I'm going to include in the the news section. Uh, Let's jump into the news section, speaking of. Will you be the one to witness the birth of the incredible Nintendo Entertainment System? Well, everybody, Splatoon 2 is finally here. Uh, Let's take a look at the good and the bad and the ugly um, we'll start with the ugly. The salmonids are really ugly. They are very hideous creatures, and I they're going to give me nightmares. They are nightmare fuel. All right, let's jump in with the good, though. Uh, the good. The moment-to-moment gameplay in, in Splatoon 2 is some of the best shooter gameplay I have ever played. And I've played a lot of shooters. Uh, I haven't played, like, the military-style shooters. Those have never really been 
for me, but I've played a lot of Doom. Uh, I've played Overwatch like crazy. Um, all of those old shooters back in the day, like Quake, uh, Quake Four Arena and stuff like that, or Quake Three Arena. I mean, uh, so I've I've have quite a bit of experience playing shooters, and I gotta say that they've nailed the feel of a fantastic, frenetic uh, multiplayer shooter with Splatoon 2, which is no big surprise because Splatoon 1 was so good. Uh, Let's talk about more good stuff. The graphics in Splatoon 2 really look amazing. The ink looks so good. It looks really, really wet, which is a, a, a weird thing to say, but it really does. The ink looks very, very wet, and it behaves the, the way that you think that it should. It's very cool. The sound effects are really great. I, I really like the way that um do this sometime. Uh, run across um, ground that hasn't been inked yet in squiddling form, and you'll hear like this wet, sloshy sound, even though they're in humanoid form. Humanoid form. It's really cool. Um, I think that the overall sound effects for the whole game are, again, really good. I don't know if they changed much from the first one, but again, it just, it really draws you in and is very, um, how, how do I want to put it? It's very immersive. Um, the, the music is also fantastic. I've talked about this before. It really is very good music. Again, I wish that there was a slider so I could turn it off, but if I have to listen to in-game music, I'm happy that it's good. Um, Salmon Run. This is what I think I want to spend the majority of the time talking about and playing. Salmon Run is fantastic. If you don't know, Salmon Run is a four-player co-op mode where you have like this, almost like an oil rig, basically, out in the middle of the water. And our heroes cannot swim, by the way. Uh, but it's in the middle of the water, and salmonids, which are these ugly little fish dudes, uh, they come up and they're, they try and overrun you. And it's your job to kill them, keep the 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 platform clean, or in your color ink, because there's nothing clean in Splatoon. And uh, then the bosses come up, and they have a bunch of different types of bosses. Like one is like a snake guy, and uh, basically he's, uh, driving from the tail and you got to shoot the, the tail in order to blow up the whole thing. Uh, there's another boss that has a pair of garbage cans that it launches missiles out of, and you have to throw your grenades into the garbage can like a basketball. Um, and there's another guy that pops up out of the, out of the water called Maws and he, uh, will eat you. And what you have to do then is you got to watch where he's going to pop up and put a grenade there. So he eats that instead of you that's just a couple of them. They're all really cool bosses and uh, everybody's going to have their favorites and their least favorites, the ones that, that kill them the most. And I also think that that really depends on understanding what weapon that you have. Uh, speaking of weapons, uh, well, no, I don't want to get distracted. It, it, it Success in Salmon Run comes from knowing what weapon you have, knowing which boss or how to defeat each boss, and when it when it is the best time for you to grab an egg versus uh, ink the ground versus try and clear the the platform. So let me give you an example. There's one character. Uh, he I think he's called Steelhead, and he pops up out of the water, and he has like a almost like a giant zit 
like a, a paint or a, I'm sorry, an ink zit on his head and it fills up and then pops off and flies down and, and it's like a bomb. Well, the, in order to defeat him, what you need to do is you need to shoot at that, that, that zit before it pops off. And if you hit it, uh, enough times it explodes and kills the boss, which is awesome. Um, whenever I have the, uh, splat roller, I feel like I just can't um, reliably hit that. And so the example that I guess I'm going for is let's say I've got the splat roller and yes, I know I could fling it vertically and, and hit it, but I'm bad at that. And there's more effective ways to do that. Like perhaps a charger would be, uh, a better, um, a, having the charger go after that instead of the person with the splat roller. Because it doesn't take much damage to actually take it out. So I think the strategy that you want to have is you want to say, okay, well, when this guy, when the steelhead pops up, whoever's got the charger, it's their job to take him down. While whoever's got the splat roller, make sure that we've got a clear path back to the egg basket. And so, you know, the steelhead pops up, the the guy with the charger uh, takes out the um, the steelhead, the three eggs drop on the ground, Three people pick up those eggs and they follow the uh, the splat roller guy back to the basket to drop the eggs off because that's what your job is in this mode. You have to collect these eggs and let's say that you're on wave one and you got to collect four eggs. Um, so if you don't collect four eggs by the time it's over, you lose. If you die and everybody in your party dies, you lose. Uh, so there's a lot of ways to lose. There's only one way to win. You got to collect all of the eggs and survive. Well, you got to collect all of the eggs to meet your quota and survive. If you collect more eggs than that, then you get a bonus, which is very cool. Um, but but uh, Salmon Run is fantastic, and I can see myself playing this mode a ridiculous amount. It's so good. It's also uh, the one mode where I can just pair up with my son and we could say, all right, get me two other randos, and we can jump in and have a lot of fun. I don't have to have a full team in order to play as a team. Uh, let's transition into, we, that's the, the good stuff. And the good stuff is very, very good. I love this game, and I'm so happy that I bought it. Um, the bad stuff. There is some bad stuff. Uh, number one, I don't like playing in handheld mode. Now, some people might. I can't stand it. I Well, I, I haven't tried it with motion controls off, but I feel like motion controls are kind of important for Splatoon 2. So I kind of want to leave them on, but whenever I play in handheld mode, I just feel like I don't have enough control, and that drives me crazy. Um, what else is bad? The multiplayer. Now, I know that some people are like, what are you talking about? The multiplayer is bad. What I mean is linking up with friends. So let's say that me and my son just want to play some Turf War. Okay, well, here's what my options are, at least what it seems like to me. Now, Nintendo has kind of obfuscated a little bit how it is that you're supposed to put teams together. It's not super apparent right away, um, especially because they don't say right up front that you got to have this many. But let me let me explain what, what we can do. Uh, we can go into the online lounge. Now, in the online lounge, he and I could go ahead and do um, Turf War if we want. But we, if it was just me and him, then we just have to play 1v1, and that is not fun. The, the maps are designed for 4v4, and having only two players on the entire map would be very, very dull, I think. 
I could. Uh, you can have anywhere from two to eight players in your online thing. If you if you if you have eight players in your online lounge, then that's perfect. You're going to have a blast. You're going to have an absolute blast, and the game is made that way. The problem is if you don't have that many people. I have a lot of people on my friends list. A lot of people on my friends list were busy doing other stuff. So you know, I I was streaming, and I said, "Hey guys, let's uh, let's try and do an online lounge." And, you know, we had four or five people in there, but it wasn't enough. It's not enough to, because you want to have eight so that you can have the full experience. Um, I could also, if I just want to play a game with my son, I could also just start a game and he could join me. That's another way to do it. The only problem with that is we're not guaranteed to be on the same team, which, you know, you kind of want to be on the same team. It's a lot more fun that way. Uh, So... Nintendo really needs to figure out the multiplayer stuff. I don't under the one place where they did it perfectly is in Salmon Run. Salmon Run's multiplayer is perfect. Why is it perfect? Because I can join with two players or three players or four players or one player. I don't have to meet some crazy requirement. I have a lot of options for how I can join. And then I can play with people. That's awesome. Then what what did they do with the with the one mode that they got absolutely perfect for multiplayer? They made it so that you can only play it when they allow you to. Uh I looked at the schedule and it's like, you know, for the next couple days it's um almost nonstop. And then it switches to like an every other day thing. And I don't understand why that is. It doesn't make sense to me. I wish Nintendo would tell us why it is that they're taking Salmon Run and you know, cutting its legs off so that we we can't play it whenever we want because that's the one mode where I can always, always be on the same team with my friends. That's how I feel about it. Um, one other thing that is bad about the game, uh, and I actually don't personally agree with this. Uh, well, I don't disagree with it either. I'm kind of ambivalent about it. Is uh, Ray Loretta? Uh, had uh, tweeted at me, and they mentioned, and you can see the link in the show notes, and we had a whole conversation on Twitter, uh, but they mentioned that he would have preferred that Nintendo ship the game with split screen. Now, I don't think that Nintendo, I think Nintendo would have if they could have. However, I think there's a couple reasons why they didn't. One reason I think why they didn't is because they don't want people to have to play with half a screen when you're on a um when you're on a team let's say you're on a team of four and two people are on split screen that means two people don't have the same field of view that everybody else does and that kind of puts you at a disadvantage and i didn't even think about this when i was talking to him on twitter i just thought of this now but it kind of puts your team at a disadvantage through no fault of your own so let's say i'm playing and you're playing and then a pair of people who are playing on split screen join us you and I, who have had no input on that, we're now limited as to how well we can do because those two other players, they can't see as well what's going on. So I think maybe that might be the reason. Uh, another reason, and this is what I actually responded with, was I think that Nintendo prioritized hitting that 60 frames per second because it's very important for a shooter to have a stable frame rate if you if especially a very fast-paced shooter like splatoon it has to have a stable frame rate and if it doesn't have a stable frame rate you're going to miss shots that you shouldn't have missed so uh maybe it's to make things fair uh maybe it's for because they want to hit a good frame rate i'm not sure which one 
Um, but anyway, thank you very much for tweeting at me and letting me know what you think. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think that, that split screen should have been something that they brought into the switch? Um, could they have limited it to only playing with other people who are on split screen mode? I'm not sure. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Email me runjumpstomp at gmail.com or send me a message on uh, Twitter at Run Jump Stomp, or you can even give me a phone call uh, in 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And let me know what you think. Um, so overall, what do I think of Splatoon 2? I think that Splatoon 2 is a an absolute phenomenal game. Absolutely phenomenal. It's, it's one of my top 10, well, it's one of my top five shooters of all time. I love this game. Really, really, I do. And it is crippled by very poor choices on Nintendo's part as to how friends can get together with each other. So let me know what you guys think of Splatoon 2. Play with Rob, the extraordinary video robot. Batteries not included. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle is going to have... Uh, amiibo support for Mario Amiibos, Luigi Amiibos, Peach Amiibos, and Yoshi Amiibo. And I just realized that I was saying Amiibos, which is, I don't believe to be the correct um, pluralization of Amiibo. I think it's just Amiibo, kind of like uh, other things that don't change. I can't think of anything right now. But anyway, let's move on. Um, it looks like that those are going to have... I don't think that they're getting special Amiibo. It's just... The amiibo that we already have, and you can scan them in, and it looks like you're going to be able to unlock a weapon for both the Nintendo character and its respective Rabbid counterpart. So both um, uh, Luigi Rabbid and um, Luigi proper. Uh, and it says that you'll be able to unlock a weapon. Now, what this doesn't say is, will it unlock a weapon that you can also get by playing the game regularly? Or will it unlock a weapon that is exclusive to the amiibo? And here's the next question. Is that weapon more powerful, or is it just a cosmetic thing? That's the real question that we need to answer here. That's what I think is the most important thing to for, for Nintendo to tell us about. Or is it Ubisoft? E either Ubisoft or Nintendo. Somebody needs to answer that question. Because if it is like an overpowered weapon that's locked behind an amiibo, that feels like pay-to-win to me, and I really don't like pay-to-win. But if it's just a cosmetic thing, then I am all for it, and I am actually excited about that. Because I have a couple Mario amiibos. I have a Luigi amiibo, and I could use those. I don't, yeah, I don't have a Peach one, and I don't have a, no, I do have a Yoshi one. My son has one of the Knit Yoshi ones, so I have all of them except for the Peach one. And so I would get this, but I don't think that they should take this stuff that's uh, overpowered and lock it behind an Amiibo. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully it just turns out to be that you, you just unlock something that you would find in a chest or something in the game. I think that's the best way to do it, but that's just me. If you've ever listened to my show, then you probably know that I am a huge fan of Metroidvania games. And one of the Metroidvania games that is coming to the Switch that I am very, very excited for is Axiom Verge. Uh, it's up on uh, Amazon. You can follow the link in the show notes to, um, to pre-order it. 
It is $39.99, which seems a little expensive. Um, however, this is Axiom Verge Multiverse Edition. Uh, so I'm not sure what Multiverse Edition means, but if you've never played Axiom Verge, you are in for an absolute treat. Here's the one downer. Uh, this game is going to be released on October 17th. October 17th, that's right before Super Mario Odyssey comes out. I feel like they either need to move that the release date of Axiom Verge into August, or I'm sorry, not August, but into September, or they need to delay the game entirely and wait and not release it because it's going to get destroyed in the sales charge charge in the sales charts for Super Mario or against Super Mario Odyssey. And then people are going to look at this and they're going to say, "Wow, Axiom Verge isn't selling very well. Maybe it's not that good a game." And then they're going to miss out on a fantastic Metroidvania game. So, if you've never played it, you should definitely pre-order it if it's if uh, you like Metroidvania style games. And it's got like a 16-bit graphics. Well, it looks like it's supposed to be 16-bit graphics, but it's prettier than that. I don't know another way to really explain it. Um, they're not limiting themselves to what a 16-bit system can do. They're just stylistically going after a 16-bit style. Uh, hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. Um, but again, $39.99, you can pre-order it on Amazon. And uh, if you follow the link in the show notes, I'll get credit for the sale. But um, don't let that fool you. I mean, if you want to buy it and not use my Amazon link, then do so because it's amazing. It's an amazing, amazing game, and you will really like it. Although I think you probably get it cheaper on uh, Steam. On the Switch, you can take it wherever you want. So there you go. What will the future bring from Nintendo? All right, let's talk a little bit about the Nintendo Switch online app for iOS and Android. Um, there's a couple of things that I want to say. Uh, first off, let's talk about the good stuff. I tested out this morning the voice chat, and the voice chat works very, very well. Uh, it sounded fine. I was, I had my just my stupid Apple earbuds plugged into my phone, and it sounded great. Um, the voice was very, very clear. I could hear the other person very well. I can, I can only assume that they were just using a regular phone microphone. I don't think that they probably had anything fancy. Um, the only problem is is that you got to leave the screen on. That's a deal breaker to me. Like it just drains the battery very very quickly. I was only using it for probably about I don't know, 15 minutes and it drained quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of my battery. I, I didn't look at what my battery was when I started, but when I was finished, I was like, "Oof, that's that's rough." Um for 15 minutes of time. Now, Let's talk about other things that I'd like to see improved. So the number one improvement that I'd like to see is I want them to make sure that we can shut off the screen or look at another app or something while while we're while we're using that. I don't know if it's a technical I don't think it's a technical limitation. I think it's definitely something that Nintendo can do. I've had some people talk to me and they said, "Well, it's not a trivial thing to do that stuff, but it's definitely something that a multinational corporation can can manage, I think." Um I'd also would like it to say for me to be able to filter my list. Now I'm a podcaster and a Twitch streamer and I have a lot of friends on my list because I let, I, you know, people, uh, add me. I put that, my friend code out there cause I want to have a lot of people to play with. Well, yesterday, was it yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday I was trying to invite people into a room cause we weren't sure how it worked in Splatoon 2 
and I was trying to invite people into a room and I had this huge list of people that I had to try and scroll through. So what would really be nice, and I've seen a lot of other apps do this, is on the right-hand side of your friends list, just have the alphabet. And let me like uh, scroll my thumb over the alphabet and it jumps to that letter so that I can find people quickly. Um, also, let me filter out the people who aren't using the app. Because right now, when I look at people to invite to a game, it shows everybody, even whether they have the app or not. Why would I need to see those people if they don't have the app? That's the question. Um, I did also, I tried to, I, I wasn't patient enough to do it. Uh, I also tried to inv invite people via Twitter. Um, the only issue with this is that, let's say I wanted to invite you through Twitter. So it opens up Twitter and it gives me, uh, it, it creates a tweet for me and then I can just attach your name to it right? But it's a public tweet. So anybody could join that sees that. Anybody that follows me could join. Maybe I just wanted to, to hang out with you. I guess I guess that if that's the case, then you want to put a password on your, on your room, which is something that you can do. But now I have to tell you somehow what the password is. And the only way I can do that is either publicly or by messaging you through some other app because Nintendo doesn't let you message people in the app. So I do also think another thing that they should do is give me a way to tell my friends, hey guys, I'm up for um, whatever mode it is. So maybe I want to do tower control. Uh, so I could type that in and have that next to my name on their list. And maybe I could sort by that. You know, maybe I could say, oh, let's look for people who feel like playing uh, Salmon Run right now. So I could t I could uh, search by that and then select those people and add them in. I think that that would be cool rather than just sending um, an invite out to random people because that's what I ended up having to do uh, this morning. I was like, okay, well, I know that I saw this person playing and I know that I saw this person playing. So I'm going to send both of them an invite. One of them accepted, the other one didn't. I have no idea if the other one never got the invite or if they were just busy. There's no feedback mechanism for me to learn that. Again, I don't like the idea that we have to have the online app at all um, for voice chat. However, I'm fine with it. I'm okay with it. And here's why. I've played many MMOs. Almost none of the MMOs that I've ever played have had built-in voice chat. There's a lot of games that I play that have never had built-in voice chat. So it's fine to me that the Switch doesn't have built-in voice chat. That's okay. I can use another solution. That's fine. The app, though, it, it, it definitely needs some updating. Now, it kind of feels like the app was probably rushed in order to be released on the same day as Splatoon 2. So hopefully some of these changes that we're looking for are coming there is a feedback button right in the app and if there's something that you don't like about the app please make sure that you tell nintendo by using that feedback button don't go on the internet and start shouting about it because they don't pay attention to that stuff they're going to read the information that is sent directly to them through the feedback mechanism that they built into the system so make sure that if you have a feature that you want you tell them and be a human being about it. Don't be rude. Don't be a jerk. Don't use expletives. Speak like you would if you were there at a job interview and just tell them what you want. And maybe, just maybe they'll listen. Although I doubt it. I've heard kids talking about Konami video games from the Nintendo Entertainment System like they were real.
Okay, everybody, I am going to lightning around the rest of this stuff. RBI Baseball is coming to the Switch. Uh, I am kind of excited for this. Of all of the sports games that I enjoy playing on video games, well, let me rephrase. I don't like sports games, except for baseball. I'm not really a huge baseball fan either. I just like playing baseball um, um, video games. And uh, we're going to be getting RBI Baseball 2017 coming to the Switch November 5th. So that's pretty cool. It's $29.99, and uh, we'll see how it is. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, the Super Nintendo Classic pre-order uh, popped up at Walmart, and it sold out in 40 minutes. There is some talk that it might be an accidental post, like maybe it wasn't supposed to be up there. Uh, there's a Reddit post that shows uh, an interaction with Walmart customer service where they said, um, uh, first of all, I want to apologize for this inconvenience that you're having. I completely understand that this item is really important for you, blah, 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 blah. In this case, this was a website error since the manufacturer doesn't have the pre-order yet. We apologize for the issue right now. We are working to have the Super Nintendo Entertainment System as soon as possible, but at this time, do we do not have the pre-order date yet. The customer asked, so what happens with, to the pre-orders already placed? Uh, the customer service representative says... Uh, the orders that were already placed will be canceled. I apologize for the inconvenience. Now, this is a customer service representative. This is not a, an official press release from Walmart. This is not coming from Nintendo. Anybody could have made made anything like this up. So we don't know if it's true. That being said, I have heard of a couple people who had pre-ordered it and gotten theirs canceled. I've also heard from people who did pre-order it and didn't get theirs canceled yet. So it's really kind of, we're all in the dark here. I really wish that Nintendo would just allow these companies to do a pre-order like they did in Europe so that we could just try and buy it as fast as we can. Um, it'd be really nice if people could have it and you know, to have their pre-orders and then they could stop worrying about it, you know? Anyway, so hopefully you guys get, you, every, I, I hope that everybody who wants a Super Nintendo Classic is able to get one. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen, even though Nintendo has said that they have, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, increased the amount that they are making. Um, next story, Legendary Pokemon coming to Pokemon Go. That's awesome. Are people still playing Pokemon Go? I I always like think, hey, let's go up to the park and do it. And then, I don't know, we we just never do. I think maybe we'll do it sometime. My my son's going to go away to camp for a week, but when he gets back, maybe we'll maybe we'll go up there to the park and and catch some Pokémon. The only issue for me is I live in the middle of nowhere, so it's definitely difficult to to get very many Pokémon. And legendary Pokémon, in order to capture them, you you have to like raid, like you have to have a bunch of people go after them. And like I don't know how the game works really. I, if, if anybody wants to explain how the legendary Pokemon work, please feel free to write in and let me know. Um, if you are looking for something really cool to spend your money on, though, this is very cool. There's an electric ocarina. Um, this is from, uh, if you're in Australia, you can get this thing. And basically, it looks just like the ocarina from Ocarina of Time. And uh, it plays music. It's got buttons on it. And you can uh, you can put in the buttons and then it'll start playing the music, which is cool. I don't know if I would spend money on it, but it's cool. Um, two more quick stories. Uh, Super Hot 
which is a really interesting first person shooter that where the time stops if you're not moving, which is really weird. Um, that is apparently being looked at for Switch. They're they're not making any definitive statements. That's kind of PR speak. There's, but what they said is, uh, oh, where is it? It is uh, Iron Turtle nineteen, who is a redditor. They said, "Hi, I know this is a subreddit PSVR, but I own Super Hot on my PSVR, PC, and PS4. Any chance we'll be seeing a port to the Switch, or is it not being considered?" Uh, Super Hot. Uh, developer said it is being considered. We had some issues on PSVR with performance. So on the switch, it will be ultra hard on that matter. So they're trying to figure out how to do it. Or maybe that's just PR speak because they don't want to tick people off. Another game that might be coming to the switch is salt and sanctuary. Um, a buddy of mine, uh, zap DC. He also has a podcast. Um, he loves this game. I've never played it. He's, he basically described it as like a side-scrolling Dark Souls game. Um, and James Silva, no, 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 Solus9 uh, tweeted to James Silva and said, I love Salt and Sanctuary. It's my top five games ever at this point. Have you guys considered porting it to the Switch? Uh, James Silva replied, thanks. Yep, looking into Switch porting. So again, this isn't something that's definitive. It doesn't mean that these games are coming to it. This might just be PR speak. But one thing that makes it me think that it that they're being serious is that as soon as somebody says, hey, we're looking into porting this to the Switch, I stop thinking about buying it on any other platform because that's where I want to play it. And I feel like if they're not really taking it seriously, then they're probably going to lose out on real sales by not telling people. If they just come out and say, no, we're not porting it to the Switch, then people will probably buy it because they're excited about that game anyway. Anyway, that's just my take on it. Power glove. Everything else is child's play. Well, guys, that's all the time that we had for today. If there's a story that I missed, please let me know. You can do so by emailing me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can call 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. You can join our Discord and jump in on the conversation. Uh, runjumpstomp.com slash discord and you can also stop by the live stream sometime as twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp and don't forget you can tweet at me at you know where um, you can support the show by buying doc socks or um, zippered pouches that my wife makes on our etsy shop uh, you can join the patreon uh, you can use my amazon affiliate link in order to uh, spend absolutely zero money and put a little in my pocket through very little effort on your part. Or if none of those options sound good, just review the show. Uh, anyway, thank you so much. You can find links to that stuff at runjumpstomp.com slash support. And I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Witchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere they like to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. 
If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep, even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com slash audible. <laughs> 